to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Ollie. And we are Creeping in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Episode 72. 72. Fright Night. I feel like it's not on, It's not like worthy enough to be like, oh my god, I can't believe we got to... It'll be 100 the next 72. one, won't it? I don't know, I think we'll get to 80 and then be like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, go, we go up in 10, don't pick my rules. Um, yeah, it was the first time I watched it. I, I wasn't expecting much because I just think vampires are one of the weakest things in yeah. horror. I think... I don't know, when it comes to vampires, like, everyone knows the ways to kill them, so whatever film you watch, you know what the ending's well, going to be. you like Lost Boys. Lost Boys is a banging film, but I wouldn't say it's a horror. Same, mm. as, same as this, I wouldn't, it wasn't a scary film. No. Like, I was never like ready for a jump scare, or I was never caught by surprise, but it, it was definitely an entertaining film. Like, I'd watch it again. So this was, a, this was another dad pulling up the sofa to the computer, Yeah. and we sat and watched it, so I was really young when yeah. I watched this film and I, I've always liked it but I haven't watched it in a while so it was nice to look back over it and like re- re- remember what was going on with it so overall thoughts first of all positive negative it, good it, it was good like, Charlie I really enjoyed as a character Evil was so jarring but I think that I think that he was meant he to was be meant that way he was meant to be jarring but Amy was a bit like meh like she would uh, the, the, the concept for the film was about um, essentially Charlie saving Amy. That's yeah. what it came down to in the end. Um, and all you ever heard from Amy and Charlie was arguing. So it was kind of like the yeah, one like a lot. yeah, you didn't see like a bond of like oh he the re- he really does love her and stuff like that. It was kind of just we'll get a teenager, we'll get a teenage boy who who wants to save a life and slap them together. But it, mm. it that, that's definitely not like saying the filming on what like it's it's a bad watch. It's a really good watch. Peter Vincent just makes me piss. Yeah, I really like, liked he, him. He, he, was a, he, was a he probably character. makes me crap. At first, I was like, oh, I didn't like this guy, but throughout the film, I was like, oh, I was warming up. Yeah, to him. he is funny. So let's get on with it and do our step by step through. So it starts out with Charlie and Amy making out and they're watching an old vampire movie with Peter Vincent. I don't know if it's like a TV series I think, where it I think shows it's like how long episodes yeah. of different. It's sort of like Goosebumps, but yeah. only with vampires. But Charlie's trying it on and Amy isn't game. Now, this this film, because because it was an 80s film, it's problematic. And mm. so the first thing you see from Charlie is him putting pressure on Amy to have sex with him. And it does work and she says, let's get into bed. And it does show that pressure there. But what makes me laugh is when she eventually like lays there and like takes the top off. He's mm. <laughs> stood watching next door with binoculars. This is a problem in this film, like... How many times has Charlie used those binoculars? Yeah. He's he's a, he's a peeper. He is a stalker. I'm staying with that one. So Charlie gets distracted by the neighbour moving in, and they're moving in with a coffin. You know, you've, they've been real real tactful about it, and real. I'd have just said that they were a funeral parlour. Yeah. Like that would have been. That's the ultimate vampire go to. Yeah. But after we realise Charlie's a bit of a shitty boyfriend. Because uh, he, they're having a conversation, Charlie's mum, Charlie and Amy. And she's like, right, well, uh, I'll be going now, Charlie. And he's like, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah. 
like his mum's just watching and both like please somebody let her out that door and she ends up just fucking off because she's fuming now what i like about this film is there's no real there's no real stopgap. like something is always happening it doesn't take a while to get into the drama it happens sort of straight in and straight away so we also hear in the background that from the news, a man has been found murdered on the railway and then it cuts to school the next day. So Amy's shitty with Charlie and we also meet Evil and I think his name's Ed. Yeah, evil. Like it is, evil yeah. Ed, yeah. But everybody calls him Evil. Charlie gets home and there's a hot girl looking for next door. And even though she doesn't play a big part, she plays a big part in it later because that's yeah. the first thing that sort of... Raises like legitimate suspicion. Yeah. And also, when Charlie's upstairs studying, he hears a scream from next door as well. And then we find out that the girl that has been looking next door and who was going next door was actually murdered. Yeah. And she was the one who died. So Charlie was the last person to see it, apart from Jerry, obviously. And then Charlie and Amy are meeting at the diner and she's babbling and saying, oh, you know, I felt really bad about yeah. the way we ended things. I'm really sorry. But because this murdered girl's come on, the news, he's just flat out ignoring her again. And she's like, Charlie, Charlie. Yeah, so I mean, Amy's just so short tempered. Like she then chucks a custard pie in his face or whatever it is. And I just a think... custard pie? Whatever it was. It was yellowish on the I inside. I know, but I'm just... A custard pie? You get custard pies. I know you get custard pie, but it's just a random thing for you to... Come out with. Well, it was a pie, yeah, and it had something. Was yellow. it? I thought it was like a burger. Well, it no. Nah, well, I, I thought it was I, like a chili I, burger. I thought it was a dessert. Huh. Irrelevant, anyway. Irrelevant, but I, it was just a very weird thing for you to come up with. She just seems so so short tempered. Like she'll apologise, and then ten seconds later, she's throwing a pie in his face. Like she's like, "Oh, I'm really glad we're making up." Blah blah blah. And Charlie ain't really doing anything at this point. He's just watching the news. Obviously, he's not paying her attention. But I just thought it was a bit of an overreaction. I mean, yeah, she shouldn't have thrown a pie in his face. Nobody should throw a pie in somebody's face. But he's, he's a douchebag. Like, he's not a good boyfriend. He comes through later on when he saves her, obviously. But he's just very... He's a teenager at that time. It's sort of like, he's not really asked. He ignores her. He wants one th- thing from her. And when she eventually tries to give him that thing, he's sort of just like... he's perplexed with something else. But there's also a guy who's blacking out windows next door... And he is, I think he's called Billy, and he's, Jerry's like, we what never work he? out yeah, what, what is he, he is. is. I think he's a half vampire, half zombie, or yeah, half vampire, half ghost, I was ghost, thinking zombie maybe. when I saw it, yeah. Because all, like, the green stuff comes pouring out of him, doesn't it, later mm. on, and so that's what, but then it does with, um, it does with Jerry as well, and he was a vampire, yeah. so. Yeah, we never really work out what he is, but he does get shot a load of times. So the guy's blacking out the windows next door and Charlie tries to open the basement but gets caught and he decides he's going to stake out next door instead. He's going to sort of make sure that everything's all right and he's going to try and get proof, basically, that this guy's not what he seems. Yeah. It's a big jump, isn't it? What do you mean? Do you not think, like, from, oh, you know, that... I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it was, but, you know, that woman could have been his sister. Like, that's the only thing he's got going off at the minute. What the the fact that he saw that woman and she's turned up dead? Yeah. But the, the, nah, I I wouldn't say it's far fetched. Like the, he saw a coffin turn up. He they act suspicious and then. Does the he think? Woman, he, do you think he thinks he's a murderer or thinks he's a vampire straight off? I don't. I don't know. But he he calls it. The, the, they say on the news that she was a prostitute, so he mm. knows that it wasn't like his sister. Or, or you'd at least think you you won't think that. And the way she turned up all dolled up and stuff, you could tell what she was coming to do. Uh, I want. I, I don't think at this point they fought vampires. 
there was nothing at this point to lead him except the coffin. But again, the coffin's far fetched. See, I think he was really obsessed with vampires. Especially it was. Yeah, he was obsessed, but I don't know if straight away he thought vampire. I can't remember at what point they decided he was a vampire. Well, at what point Charlie decided? I think it was. It's when uh, it's coming up now. So he's staking out the house, and then he sees a woman getting naked at the window. Oh, it's the teeth and the nails, isn't it? Yeah. And then and Jerry's like grown fangs, and his nails are really long, and he's just about to bite the girl, and he sees Charlie, and sort of slowly shuts the blind. Yeah. So Charlie tries to warn his mother, and then climbs into a bush to sort of like spy out. I really like this bit. And Jerry comes out eating an apple. Yeah. The apples are, must be a symbol of something because it turns I'll, up a lot in the film. I'll tell you about it. I have got fun facts on it. Right. But And it is hilarious. But he rolls the apple, drops the apple and rolls it to where Charlie is. He never says that he knows where he is, but he does know because of mm-hmm. the angle that it's thrown at. And because he's going to pick the apple up, Charlie shits himself and runs back. And yeah. then it's like, awkward. Yeah. So Jerry knows that something's... Like, Jerry knows he's being caught. Yeah. He knows that there's Jer- Jerry issue. knows that Charlie's definitely onto him. But it's probably in Charlie's best interest. Well, not Charlie's. Jerry's best interest just to kill him. Jerry gives him the option to just forget uh, him. Yeah, and this th- that's one of the questions. It's not my would you rather, but it's a question I do want to ask you in a bit. So, Charlie decides to go to the police and an investigator comes in. And he questions Billy. And while he's questioning Billy, Charlie notices a picture of a woman who looks just like Amy. Yeah. Uh, the police investigator doesn't believe him. Him and uh, Billy sort of take the piss out of him a little bit. They get He gets the investigator on side. I love the sarcasm from, from him at this <laughs> yeah. point. It's, just, it's really witty. I enjoyed it. It is good and it's funny. And there's a there's a response for everything. It's like, you know, when the police investigator says, is somebody in, it, like, is Jerry in? And they're like, well, no, he's away on business at the minute. And it's all very valid excuses. And it's like, well, well you know, they, they were carrying out a dead body and they were like, we were just carrying out trash, like we've just moved in. Yeah. Uh, what I want to know is how weird... It... I mean, we're... do you think that everybody perceived Billy and Jerry as lovers? or Because it, it, he's always around. Uh, he says roommate, doesn't he? That's what he classes himself as. So he... Yeah, I suppose so. But then just you a, bit, a bit of a but weird then one. You have a roommate because you don't want to pay the bills. Like, well, you need help paying bills. Or, like, you wouldn't buy a house that big and have a roommate, would you? Yeah. So that does insinuate that there'd be something more, but... But it was also interesting... Like, I, I sort of see him as, um, you know, like in Lost Boys, you've got Max, who's, like, the head vampire. That's, like, Jerry, and then, mm. like, the boys. And, like, they're yeah, I get, all... I get what yeah, you're they're, they're the sort of people, like, that were hanging around him. And so, I yeah, I, I just didn't know how they would get away with it. I didn't remember that they'd... Been, he'd been introduced as a roommate. I thought he was just like the help on. No, he, said, on he says that. I'm his roommate. Fair enough. And then he says that he's away on business, so maybe people might think the business partners are something. Yeah. When the, when the officer asks him where is he, he says, "Oh, he's away on business." Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's all right. So the police investigator uh, investigator doesn't believe him, and he's sort of like, you know, just leave it. And that also sets up an alibi for the police not believing him later on in the film, which I liked. It's not just the idea that the police didn't believe what was going on. Yeah. They actually went to check it out, and then it, it sort of like falsifies Charlie's claims through the whole film. So Charlie's panicking because he knows that Jerry now knows that Charlie knows he's a vampire. Yeah. So he, he goes to evil first and sort of says, look, and... I need some help yeah. because this guy knows that I know. 
And evil suggests a crucifix, garlic, holy water, but he well, also... If someone who does who is obsessed with vampires, you should, should know that, yeah. It's a basic. I wonder how it started. What? The concept of vampires not liking garlic and... Because... If you, you know, well, you they, that that's a premise that the film that all horror, that all vampire films use. Like, they, it must that information must come from somewhere. It must, like, yeah, it must be like written in vampire it, folklore. It, it, yeah, or something it'll be like in that. like an ancient and like a really old book or yeah, something. Just on, a weird one. I don't, I don't know if it's the same as witchcraft, but did people actually genuinely used to believe that vampires were a thing? Yeah. Yeah. So the 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 yeah there be some folklore somewhere. That's where it all stemmed from. There's like a, um, there's a film. And it's not. It's not a horror or anything, but it's called Yesterday. And it's like uh, this this guy say it, it, something happens and it's like the Beatles never existed. And he starts writing, like singing the songs that the Beatles used to sing. And they think that he wrote them. And I just thought about this. So the idea that if you could, if you created like a monster, you could create like anything, like anything goes yeah. and it would pass on in folklore generations. Yeah. And it, it it's it's just weird. It's weird how things like that come about. It, it can happen accidentally. Like they could have, like when it when it first ever originated, it could have been I don't I don't know like on a like a like we're talking like ancient times yeah. in a village with bare bones and I don't know the the, the, the sheep the, could have kept dying. Yeah, or, or like for example, the reason they thought garlic was a way to stop them was because the woman's house who was known for selling garlic or whatever her house was left untouched or mm. something. They think oh they must not like garlic, and then that's it. It's like it's like. A very, very long game of Chinese yeah. whispers. It's really weird how it happens, though. And yeah. it's, it's fascinating how yeah. things come to be after a while. That was a chair leg, by the way. I don't know if that's going to sound suspicious on the audio. <laughs> that, that is don't a do it again! I'll just let them know that I, that I didn't want it to sound like an excuse as well. So that was a... There you go. One more time. Just, just so you are aware, that was a chair leg. <laughs> Me think the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, Ed also mentions that... A vampire can't enter without being invited by the rightful owner. This scene makes me absolutely pissed yeah. next because Charlie's upstairs and she's like, Charlie, come downstairs. There's somebody that wants to meet you. And he walks downstairs and Jerry's in there and his mum's like, I invited him over. And you could just see Charlie thinking, yeah. fuck. So Jerry is a bit, like officially invited in now, which mm. means that he can come and go whenever he pleases. And I just love the little quips he makes like, um, you know, now I've been invited in. I'll come round oh, quite whenever, often, whenever, whenever, I, want, whenever yeah. I want, with your mother's permission. And it's so good, because you can just see Charlie's face gradually yeah. dropping and dropping. He knows he's in so much trouble. So, Jerry comes in later at night, and Charlie is armed with a crucifix. He, like, slams shut the mother's door, so that it breaks on the hinges yeah. and she can't get out. And then he's waiting for uh, for Charlie in the wardrobe. Jerry is absolutely fuming at this point, and he gives Charlie a chance. He, he gives Charlie a choice. Now, I don't know. Could you could you live with yourself knowing that a vampire was going? Yeah, to I, murder I think people? it's either that or death. No, I don't know. I think I feel bad. I won't. I just I just say all right. The the chance. The reason why I don't think they touched Charlie was because it's a lot of hassle killing someone next door. There's a lot of. If you were to kill someone next door, then it brings attention to you, doesn't it? Maybe that's why it might just be hassle or... Right, so hypothetically... So bear in mind the plot of this film and the fact that he was fascinated mainly by Amy. So if you and Shao were in your new house and this had happened and like everything was... And he gave you that choice and you were like, oh no, no, I'll, uh, I'll keep quiet, I'll just mind my own business... 
but then he met Shah and he was fixated on Shah, then how would, would that change anything? Obviously, yeah. I'm not going to let Shah die, am I? It would end up just living out the events of this film. That's as soon as... Even if I'm thinking in my head, I definitely won't. I'm definitely not going to say that on a podcast. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just leave her to die. Which I, That could make I, a good I, edit. I <laughs> just a massive delete. Yeah, just leave her to die. Yeah, it's fine. It's great. But no, it's the idea that, you know, even if Charlie didn't... Even if Charlie made the choice to stay quiet, as soon as he found Amy, that would have gone out the window anyway. Yeah. So it... You know, it was a choice up to then. But Charlie is armed with a crucifix and he tries to use it on Jerry and Jerry doesn't play ball and he's like, you've got to have faith in a crucifix to make it work. Yeah. And so instead, Charlie, he, he sort of like, he takes that as Charlie wanting to kill him and then he's going to kill Charlie in turn. And he drags him over to the window where Charlie had previously like hammered nails into it because he wanted to keep Jerry out. Yeah. And he's just about to kill him when Charlie grabs a pencil and just jams it into his hand. Now, I like this because it shows that vampires can hurt without having anything vampire law. That was vampire law. What, being stabbed by a pencil? Yeah, because what's a pencil? Lead. Wood. It's a wooden stake. That's why it hurt him so much. Fuck off. Yeah, because a pencil. that's why it hurt him so much, because a pencil's made out of wood. So essentially what that was acting was was like a wooden stake. Did you not pick up on that? It's in my notes. That's what I picked up on. I said. Yeah, but he was all right when he got a stake through the not heart, but nearly got a stake through the heart. It, it still just... hurt him a lot. Like, this one hurt him a lot, but it went through the heart. Oh. That's why. Oh, I'm disappointed. That's what. That's why he was shown after when he was, like, he had his hand dripping into a pot of blood. Like, he was recovering from that, like, getting it patched up. Because it was a wooden stake that he used, essentially. It's a small wooden stake. that's quite clever, actually. Yeah, I thought it was quite clever. I I think I I appreciate that a lot more than I did just the idea that vampires can be hurt. So I'll I'll let him get away with that. Very cool prosthetics. It was good makeup. There were some good special effects in this film. Yeah. They didn't shy back from it either. Later on when um, Ed, evil, is going to a werewolf for whatever reason, by the way. I didn't get that. But when he was going through the different stages of going, he went from like dog to werewolf so and then sad. slowly back to Ed. No, fuck him. Slowly back. Yeah, but when he was the dog, it was sad. Oh, the dog was sad, yeah. And then and then going back to like, you could see all different, they could have just cheaped out and done like, you see him as a werewolf and he goes behind cover and he's back out as an yeah, old dog. But, but you actually see the transformation go ahead. It was good. Yeah, it was really good how they did it. But then Jerry leaves and then Charlie's phone rings and... He says, I've wrecked Charlie's, I've wrecked your car and I'm going to do worse to you tomorrow night. Yeah. And so Charlie knows that he's sort of times numbered. So then Peter Vincent's on TV and he gets Charlie's attention. And Charlie's like, right, good plan. Let's go to Peter Vincent. Yeah. So he goes outside the studio and waits for him. And we just learn that Peter's lost his job because his ratings are really low. And like, kids don't believe in vampires anymore. Did you get the reference? The Friday the 13th reference? Mm. Ski masks. Because kids are kids are too more worried about people running from hunting running, down, hunting virgins down in a world with a ski mask on, hockey mask on or whatever. Yeah, so. I got it now. I didn't I didn't pick up on it when I watched yeah. it, but as soon as I was like, which which reference, which reference. But yeah, he uh, Charlie tries to get him on board, but Peter thinks he's crazy as you would. Yeah. Because it was a TV program, like it wasn't a real thing. And he drives off. And so Amy and Evil then come to Charlie's room. And his room is like something from the crypt. It's got like candles burning everywhere. Garlic strung up. Crucifixes. And he explains that he's going to kill Jerry. So Amy and Evil are actually quite concerned. And, you know, it's not because they think that Jerry's a vampire at this point. It's because... 
they think Charlie's going to commit murder. Yeah. And so Amy says, you know, why don't you let us have one more try yeah. to get Peter Vincent's attention? And then if that doesn't happen, we'll work out something else. So Peter Vincent's getting evicted and then Evil and Amy give him a visit. Amy doesn't believe that Charlie is right, but she doesn't want him to go down for murder. So she says that um, if, if you come and help and you perform this vampire test, yeah. then I'll give you money for it. So she offers him $500. you got a question, Vincent's morals here. When he's willing to accept... How old is Amy, by the way? She must be 17. I thought around that age. Because then later on when... What's his name? Julie. What's the vampire's name? Jerry. Jerry. Julie. When Jerry's getting on with it, I was like, this is a bit fucking weird. Like, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, I, I did also think, why is he accepting $500 off a teenager? Like, his morals are really, really fucked up. They are. And, you know, they, they, give him, they give Jerry a phone call, really. And it's quite funny because they make out, they give him, like, excuses. So he's like, what do you feel about crucifixes and he's like I'm a reborn Christian so I you know I don't believe yeah. in them and then he's like well what about holy water he's like oh same reason and like oh it'll just be tap water we're just going to prove it to Charlie yeah. and he's like oh yeah that's fine so they walk in and the first thing you do notice is the fact that like Jerry has the hot for Amy like he's staring at her she's yeah. staring at him and I do think there's like an initial attraction between Amy and Jerry yeah, as is, well yeah. like it's, it's definitely he's got, got a charm about him that you can see he can, yes, he he can, does. He can lure in any woman like it, it works throughout the film later on as well I don't know whether that I think that is something to do I, I think that's I, even the Lost Boys had it didn't they they, have, they do I, I, I suppose vampires which is strange because I suppose the original Count Dracula wasn't exactly a something to look at do you know what I mean whereas I think in today's uh, well look at Edward Cullen yeah to today's concept of a vampire they're quite charming they're quite good looking romanticises like, the, the, yeah they lure you in yeah he is a dish though I mean I know you can't agree but he is a dish so they go in and they do the test and he drinks the holy water and all is well and he's like well you know I'm not a vampire That you know that's pretty clear and he makes this implicit threat to Charlie and he's like, you know, you wouldn't want to cause your friend any more pain, would you? And Charlie's got sort of conceded and says, well, no, I wouldn't. Do you think that he'd have left it there if what happens next doesn't happen next? So Peter Vincent Yeah, is... yeah, def yeah definitely. It's only because he sees them, like he sees the mirror on the floor. That's when he thinks, right, well, now he knows. So he's, he's part of it. Yeah, so Peter Vincent opens up a little compact mirror He's just checking his reflection, I think. Like he's, just, he's just checking his appearance. He's not even meaning to do it to Jerry, I don't think, yeah. at all. But then he sees that Jerry, whilst the, he's talking to them all, he doesn't have a reflection. Yeah. And so, and it panics him and he drops the mirror and he smashes it. But then they all leave and Peter Vincent's visibly shaken and he drives off. And Jerry's just about to leave things and he's watching Amy, Ed and... Charlie go off when he stands on the shard of glass yeah. and he puts two and two together and thinks, oh yeah, I have actually been caught here. There's a problem. So after that, he, they're all going home, Charlie, uh, Ed and Amy. And Ed says, we'll, sh we'll take a shortcut. And Charlie and Amy are quite rightfully like, no, that's not a good idea, yeah. you know, even in this circumstance. And so Ed goes on, on by himself. They hear a scream and run back and... He's, uh, he's faking being attacked. And then afterwards, he actually does get attacked by 
Jerry, and he's manipulated into becoming a vampire. Really, he sort of picks on Ed's weaknesses. It's sort of like you know they'll never bully you. Yeah. They'll they'll never laugh at you again. Like you you've just got to join me. So they end up in a nightclub, and Ed ends up at Peter Vincent's, and. This bit's quite cool. So Ed gets across to the forehead and flies out the window. That's quite a good special effect. That's a good prosthetic and it works really well. And then they are back at the nightclub and Jerry hypnotises Amy. This is my favourite scene in the whole film. I think it's so well done. It was intense, yeah. So there's like, it's like quite a seductive dance scene between them both. And I don't know whether she's falling under his spell. I don't, I'm not quite sure. I I think it's just a... I I think that um, Jude, what was his name? Jude, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry just he's just like mastered the art of being seductive. Like you, you can tell like by the way he looks and the way the other women in the club like, react with him. Yeah. Like that people want him, and I think yeah, it it is almost a hypnosis the way like he, he he appears in and out of shot, and it's almost like it, it's it is quite like hypnotizing to watch. It is hypnotising, So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it's just like a trance that he puts people in just by his aura that he walks around with. I think it's a trance, yeah. because when he drops Amy the first time when they start dancing, he sort of drops her to the floor, and then she panics yeah. and realises where she is, and then she tries to get away, and he's there again, and she's back under his spell. Yeah. But my favourite scene in this whole film is the mirror scene. So she's spinning with him. Yeah. But then she's looking at a reflection and he's not there at all. Yeah, and it's very easy, him, yeah. it's a very easy trick to do. All she had to do was they had to do two split scenes, one with him dancing with her and one with her dancing on her own in the yeah. mirror. It's not it's not a difficult scene. I could film it. Just, it yeah, I know but it's it just, just well done. Yeah. It's very effective. And so they a, a big fight breaks out in the nightclub because Jer- uh, somebody gets in the way of Amy and Jerry. I think it's Charlie, actually. Yeah. And then... His eyes, when he's fighting the bouncers, are pretty jarring to look at. It was like, whoa. Yeah, he has pretty demonic eyes and he sets everything off and everybody starts panicking in the nightclub and Amy and Charlie get separated again, but then Amy's taken away by Jerry. Uh, Charlie pleads with Peter Vincent. He goes over to Peter Vincent and sort of says, look, they've taken Amy. I'm in a lot of trouble. I need your help. And then it cuts to Amy waking up in a white dress. She's at Jerry's house. And I like this scene as well. I think it's very well done. So he comes in, they kiss. She hesitates when he bites her. And then he, he seems to sort of put her under a trance again. And so she like undoes the back of her top and I love the scene where he actually bites her and you see like yeah, the, blood the blood trickling down. trickling down I just think that's a really interesting scene I'm guessing, as well. I'm guessing it's like I'm guessing that the reason he's fond of Amy is because that was his ex-mistress or whatever like, yeah she's the look his ex-love yeah that, and then that whatever happened to her maybe it was I don't know it could have been she was disgusted with when she found out what it truly was or he transformed like there's a potential for a backstory there as to what mm-hmm. it was about because he he could have been it could have happened to him while he was with her but Still wanting to be with her, and then she's seen what he's done to people and left him. And well, there is could... a fright night too, but it's nothing yeah, to do with. I've seen that. I saw it. On yeah, it's nothing to do with this, but there is one, and there is a remake as well. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, there's, the remake's there's, not there's, bad. There's a, there's a, there a remake for the second one as well. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there was four fright nights when I typed it. Or... Well, I don't know. I know there's. I know there's definitely one and two, and then a remake. But I didn't know there was a fright night two remake. Well, could be. So Peter Vincent comes to help Charlie. And he tries to use his crucifix on Jerry, but it doesn't have 
any effect because he doesn't have any faith. Yeah. And then Peter Vincent and Ed end up in a fight. And yeah, he also becomes, I don't understand this, he also becomes a werewolf as well. I, I didn't get it. I thought they were two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I thought they were. Like to, You like, can't be a vampire and a werewolf. Yeah, exactly. And, and he was bitten by, uh, what's his name? Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> It was, what is I it you wanting, and I Jerry? To say Julie. If you just say Julie, we all know what you mean now. Um, so I was, I was a bit like, well, how has he not just turned into another vampire? But then his his accomplice is also not really a vampire, so it, yeah, it's a bit, it's left, sort of a bit it's of left everything. Yeah, to, to be fair though, is it a vampire film? But it's called Fright Night. It's not like it's not. It's, it's not, not about. A, vampires it's not a vampire film. Yeah, so it might just be a night of terror for like. Yeah. And it can be different types of beams. Yeah. Yeah, there is a Fright Night two remake. Oh yeah. shit! I don't know. I that. thought I saw far. So after that, uh, the the dog, aka evil, aka Ed, is stabbed by accident because Peter Vincent sort of runs into a table and then he he leaps on him and he uses, uses up, a chair like, yeah. to to, uh, stab, to stab him. him. And it's, like, it's I an, don't like Ed, but it's quite a sad. I don't mind that Ed died, but I also didn't like watching a dog like spasm out on the yeah. floor. That was just I think it was on there a bit too long, like because obviously he comes out the bedroom as a well as a wolf. Comes to attack him, gets stabbed, and then he falls off the banister, and he's on the floor, just twitching, and for a Dragging few, for a, for a few yeah, for a few seconds, yeah, that's fine. But it was on there quite a while, and I was like, essentially, what we're looking at here, obviously, it's not real, but what we're looking at is a dog that's dying, and I was just like, God, that's a bit, yeah, that's a bit too much, like for it to be on screen that long. It was sad, and you could see like Peter Vincent crying mm. as well, and it it was quite, it was quite yeah. emotional. He, he when he died, he obviously came back to his well, died we say. Because it didn't actually came back die. To, yeah. yeah, came back to his normal self. When he came back to his normal self, he's essentially just to, to to the naked eye, he's killed a kid. That's what's there on paper. Obviously, yeah. he knows that that's not what's just happened. He's killed a, a, a werewolf. And he keeps going to hold his hand, yeah. and then like backs away and stuff yeah. like that. And it's it is quite emotional for the fact that it's a it's a horror film, I suppose. But he walks out with the stake in hand because he pulls the stake out of Ed and then goes out back to the house and it just made me laugh because it is literally the most vampire house you've yeah, ever seen yeah where does all this fucking smoke keep coming from <laughs> there's just loads like even at the stairs later on when there's the other guy there there's accomplice yeah Billy smoke just starts pouring out I'm like where's this fucking smoke coming from fucking fog machine you can tell there is just fog machines at the bottom of the stairs but it's an 80s film isn't it you got to take it as it comes yeah it was funny but uh, Peter ends up shooting Billy in the head but he gets up and then he ends up getting staked eventually after he gets shot about 30 times. Yeah. It just reminded me of um, Scream 3 where they're like, in the head, do it! Yeah. Shoot him in the head! <laughs> I don't get as well at this point. Vincent tries to use a crucifix and he's like, you've got you've got our faith in it. But he's just used it on Ed. So I don't... I, don't... I think it's because he's the head vampire. Maybe, I think it's yeah. different. Because it, he backs away from Charlie... When he has the crucifix, though. Yeah. Which is a... Yeah, it's, it's weird. It doesn't yeah, make Yeah, it, it's sort of on and off, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, it's uh, it's an 80s film, so... Yeah. Much to be expected. It is to be expected. On and off continuity errors. But at this point as well, the once the guy's been staked properly, he, like, this green goo starts coming out of yeah. it. I quite liked it. It was yeah, cheesy. It's, it's, it was 80s. But it was good. The thing I, is, che- cheesy in the 80s wasn't cheesy because no. it's not been done for the next 20 years all and the I time. And I prefer it over... I, I was a bit apprehensive because I thought, one, I don't like vampire films. And two, I think it's hard. Like, people who don't like horror, and I've spoke to my mates about it because obviously they'll, they'll say, like, oh, what films you have done, blah, blah, blah. And I'll say, oh, my favourite's Halloween. And if they've watched it, they'll say, oh, I didn't really like that. And it's like... It, 
some classics are hard to get into when you've not seen them when they yeah. was in the prime or when you was little. Like it's di- it's different now. Their their idea of horror is different to what the classical idea of horror is. Whereas this one, I yeah, I was expecting myself to be sat there thinking, oh, oh vampires, oh how scary. But I think it doesn't try to be scary, no, which it is good. It it just it's entertaining. Yeah, I agree. It's it's far more there for the entertainment view than anything else. So after the green goose come out and Billy is indeed dead. Amy is nearly changed at this point and there's a final battle coming up because the sun's starting to come up. So I love the bit where Peter Vincent, he turns into a bat and then Peter Vincent ends up fighting him and he's grabbing uh, yeah, his I, I tell you what, that transition going from when he was, because like you see him on, you see him kind of running like on the wall yeah. and he transformed into a bat. I'm guessing there was no CG in this film. CGI. Oh, I can't imagine so. So, no. so that it was impressive. Like you could, you could tell the frames were definitely chopped more. Yeah. It, but it, it still did look good. And I, something like that is much more appealing to me than computer generated ones that you can see a mile off at, at, at animations essentially. Mm. So he ends up fighting Charlie. Does that mean Charlie would become a vampire I, I if thought, he didn't yeah, kill him? I, I'd imagine so. Yeah. Yeah. Before fleeing to the basement. So then eight. This is right. This stresses me out as well. So how does Amy's hair go from like pulled up and curly to down and like a redhead i'm not quite sure Strange, why this happens it? because when he ends up dying it goes back to its previously yeah. upcurled state and i was like well what's going on here but they end up caving in his layer because peter vincent tries to kill him and then misses yeah, his heart to obviously him and do all sorts and then it's actually um it's actually jerry that messes up himself because he he gets staked by vincent only in the shoulder, which is poor aim considering he was asleep. Very poor aim. Um, and then he throws a leg dunny in, in anger, which smashes a window, which shows him, oh shit, we can get we can get yeah. light in here. And that's when it's And it's, um, it's sort of like foreshadowing as well, can, because Billy was painting out the glass yeah. when he saw Charlie. Can, can I just say, though, I thought the rule was, didn't Peter say, the, like, you can get her back as long as she um, you kill Jerry vampire. before dawn? Well, it was bright as fuck outside. Like, surely dawn's passed by now. Maybe it was like a 30 seconds sort of thing. Like. I don't know, but I just kind of thought, well, surely she's, she's, she's transformed by now. Hmm. Because all the alarms are going off, and I thought that must be the cutout for when the vampire needs to be in his coffin. Yeah. So if that, that must mean that it's dawn. That's the last time Unless it, can be it away. was the idea, unless it's before dawn when everything has to start up again maybe. I, I don't know i just thought it was a little bit loose yeah it wasn't it wasn't labeled specifically yeah that sort of misses the the point a bit but then the light keeps hitting him and hitting him and hitting him and he eventually flies back into this like green flamey mess yeah. and turns into a bag of bones and then amy's back to normal and that, that's about it really the last scene features charlie and amy making out just like they did at the very beginning of the film and like Peter Vincent's like, we're coming back, you know, we'll lay vampires to rest. And then he goes, hey, Charlie. Yeah. And I, I like that. That was it's, quite it's a cool. Good fi- it's a good film. That's all. It, it's a really good film. Because for me to enjoy it and it to be about vampires, it's, it must be a good film. I'm glad you liked so it. So I did, I did enjoy the I film. I was watching it back and I was like, because I know what you like sometimes with vampire films. I know, like, you, your heart lies with the good old slasher. This, this to me, and this might upset a lot of people, it reminded me of like a, like a um, Nightmare on Elm Street vibe. Yeah. But, no, yeah, I agree but that. I, I like that this accepted that it wasn't really that scary and it and it, and it, be, it benefited more from the action side of it and the storytelling. Yeah. And, and like you said, it, it didn't there weren't any like pussyfooting around like oh 20 minutes of not really much happening. Yeah. Like chatting in a police station. It was just 
everything was relevant it, to the story. You felt like Jerry was always on his case from the minute that the minute that he got invited yeah. into his house, he was always there in the background, which is which is what keeps you on edge. Yeah, there was no spare time. Yeah. in the film, it was like every second counted towards something. Mm. Even when they were like talking in the diner, yeah, there was a woman get like the woman who went to Jerry's house got murdered, yeah. and then it came over the broadcast. Like it was all relevant. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. So budget. I'm two, I've got two, I don't know, two right. Yeah, you're on two right. 1980s, I don't recognise any of the cast. Is it going to be below a million? Right, there's not, oh, there's quite a lot of special effects that I'm going to take it, oh, 1.3 million. 9 million. Fucking hell. It was quite a high budgeted film for the period of time. And what did its box office make? 30, 32 million. 24.9. No, not, not too not far off. Not a million miles away. Not, no. More than a million miles away, technically, but I know what you mean. Not not out of the realms of possibility. So, my key facts, my behind-the-scenes facts are, it was Chris Sarandon's idea for... This is what made me laugh. For, uh, I've forgotten his fucking name now. Jerry. Jerry. There we go, that's your fault. For Jerry to eat apples because God. when he was... Re- fuck off. <laughs> when he was researching his folklore... And like he was involved in bats and stuff, he decided that Jerry would have a lot of DNA in fruit bats, and so oh, that's right. why he continued that's, eating that's apples. Clever, so he was a fruit bat. Uh, because of his theatrical roots, Chris Sarandon, who who played Jerry, helped apply his own vampire makeup. He'd be doing his finger extensions while that mm. the other makeup team were doing his face. Roddy McDowell, who plays Peter Vincent, filmed extensive behind the scenes footage, but nobody knows where it is. Oh, like shit. nobody's ever seen it. Does he? Does he know? Or does he just keep I it to himself? He's dead. Oh, so they think that he filmed it, but then he they died. Never, and never yeah, they've never found it, it, and they don't know what's on it. Uh, Amy resembling a long lost love was also Chris Sarandon's idea. He didn't want to just play a bad guy. He wanted to add a dimension to it, and so he he wanted that sort of back frame for his character. Uh, originally, Peter Vincent was supposed to turn into a vampire on the TV at the end. And say hello, Charlie. Oh and shit! Then like transform. And then lastly, Ed doesn't disintegrate like Jerry or Billy, hinting that he didn't die. You saw his eyes at the end. It was. Did you see it? Yeah, he blinked. Did you see it quickly before the obvious one? Like when he, I think he's moving around, and he, I caught on the first time when I rewound it. I was like, fucking hell, there was something glowing in there. And then after it shows him, it zooms in on the window, and you get an obvious view of it. But I'd prefer it if they just left it on the quick swipe because I did see two eyes, and I was like, "You think you're so I was like, cool, I was like, Brewster?" I was like, "Did I see two eyes?" It was good. So here is my "Would you rather" for you today, and it's not a "Would you rather." So Mine is. have you got a "Would you rather"? No, my film for next week is "Would you rather." Is it? Yeah, I just thought I'd throw it in there now. Yeah, I haven't watched that in ages. I've only seen it the once. So that's film for next week. It's quite good, actually. Would you rather? It is a good film. I can't. Oh, you've thrown me out of balance now. What's your would you rather now? There's not a would you rather. rather. Right, so in your opinion, the biggest bonus and the biggest drawback of being a vampire? Um, Biggest bonus. I think the biggest bonus is probably the ability to fly. Agreed. And the biggest drawback is living forever. Agreed. I don't think I'd like to feed on the blood of humans as well. Uh, the, the thing is that vampires... I think vampires can show emotion. Like they, they, There's no doubt. And if you, I asked this to someone the other day. That there was a question about, like, would you rather live forever or have a year left to live? And we were debating it. And like, living forever must be the most torturous thing because 
anyone that you meet, you'll see die. Like you, yeah. you'll you'll never. Sometimes like, like there's a life cycle for a reason. Like if you were just living forever, you get close to people, build up bonds, to people, and then they that die. would be the thing that broke you. Yeah, it, 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 it'd, than... be, it'd be torturous to have to live through that. Like every every person you've ever met, you know, I'm gonna see them die. Mm, yeah, I would agree with that. Did I tell you that when we were on the way back from uh, York the other week, like I was telling. I was doing like all these would you rather's uh, the girls and they were just not impressed. They were just like giving really shit answers and I was yeah, like, well, it's bullshit. It's bad imagination. You've got, you've got, I agree. people just like, I'd rather do that and it's like, why? And it's like, no, I just would. It's like, no, you've got, I no, need, you've got to have a reason. Yeah, I need to tell you why. I did the snail one and did they were, you? and they were just like, well, no, I wouldn't pay that money. I was like, but wouldn't you? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you what I was going to do for next week then while we're on the topic because I do want to ask you. It. And it's not relevant to this film. Would you rather uh, lose the ability to lie or be, uh, believe everything you told? Lose the ability. No, believe everyone. Oh, oh, shit. It's an awful one, isn't it? Oh. I'll let you think on it and we'll answer it next week. Yeah. Okay. 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 Right. And you can answer as well. You can give us yours and maybe you'll help influence my decision on Instagram. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> give if me some reason. If there's any good ones so we can read them out. Like if you yeah, give, if, you give, if you give us a good reason why, we'll, we'll read it. We'll read it out. Uh, well, hope you've enjoyed. Uh, would you rather next week, Monday? Would you rather? No, midweek this week. Not a would you rather, but no. would you rather? <laughs> the film Would You Rather. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Winner, it means I'd have to rent it. All right, well, hope you've enjoyed. All right, see you later. Bye.